Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hey everyone, my name is John Rogers and you are listening to another awesome episode of Travel Tips Tuesday. Tonight we are starting a new series where we will be talking to one of my friends, Diana Alt, who's from Kansas City. And she's part of a mastermind group that I'm a part of, uh, an amazing individual that really loves and cares for people deeply and is really good at what she does, but she has never been to Walt Disney World. So we're going to do sort of a start to finish conversation on travel planning to Walt Disney World. And she's going to share a very important piece of advice uh, about passports and why that's important to have one if you're going on a cruise, international travel, but also we're going to talk about how you can kind of use that uh, even if you don't plan on going anywhere, how it's a great, great resource to have. So I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode, and let's get into it. This is Travel Tips Tuesday. It's May the 5th, 2020. Uh, Very glad to have you all here once again, and I'm very excited about the conversation that we're going to have tonight uh, with a friend of mine, um, and we'll introduce her here in just a few moments. Um, We are going to be talking about planning Disney trips uh, from kind of start to finish, not, you know, everything along the way, but sort of running through some of the basics for you. Um, And also uh, mentioning some Disney news. Uh, Disney came out with some news a little bit later today, uh, officially um, with some new kind of posts and articles. So if you have not seen uh, or heard uh, about what's been going on there, uh, we'll be talking about that. And again, I'm trying to only... um, (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to only, uh, I was just laughing at a comment. Um, I was trying, I'm trying to only share uh, authentic kind of primary source information. So that's what you're going to hear tonight. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not reporting stuff that's off of uh, third hand blog sites kind of thing. So uh, the question of the day is what is the most important aspect of a Disney vacation uh, besides the budget? part, right? Because usually I ask a question like that. That's the number one thing, the price, the price, the budget, how much can I spend? You know, those sorts of things. So that's the question of the day. Would love to see, um, would love to see your kind of responses to that. Um, my friend, Chris Perrin, who's also friends with uh, Diana Alt, who's going to be our guest tonight, says, your background is terrifying. Getting stuck on the tram is my nightmare. So I have a virtual background on Zoom set up right now because normally I'm using my iPhone on Travel Tips Tuesday. Tonight I'm using my computer. I don't have a, an external webcam um, set up just yet. So um, just to avoid seeing you know, the realness of my office, this kind of preserves, <laughs> helps preserve the magic, if you will. So um, the monorail is one of my favorite places. Adam, uh, Adam Coleman, who's a newer Travelmation agent. Welcome to the team, man. Um, he, he was actually a former client of mine um, that has now joined the Travelmation team. Very excited to have him aboard. And um, so that's fun. Yeah, the monorail is cool. Blue monorail. Uh, it's awesome. This picture was taken uh, this past January, I believe, outside uh, the Contemporary Resort. So um Love riding the monorail, and yes, you know, people talk about getting stuck on it and whatever. It's not really a thing to be afraid of. Uh, it's a lot of fun. You'll make some new friends. You can look at look at the positive side of things, if you will. So, um, again, tonight uh, I have a uh, a friend who's part of a mastermind group that I meet with uh, regularly every couple of weeks or so. Uh, people from all sorts of walks of life. Um, one thing most of us share in common is an affinity for the mouse. For this guy right here, his face is disappearing but there we go yeah all right so all right there we go so um 
for the mouse, you know, normally I have, you know, Mickey and Oswald up there for people that love kind of, uh, you know, Walt Disney history, but most of all people that are dreamers, entrepreneurs, doers, people that want to get out there and sort of, um, you know, make a difference in their world and be intentional and be creative and those kinds of things. It's an awesome experience. If you want to know more about that, uh, please, please contact me, talk to me later about it. So um, again, before we dive into tonight's content and before I bring Diana on board here in just a minute, um, the question of the day is, what is the most important aspect of a Disney vacation besides budget? Would love to hear from you um, about that. I posted that in my uh, Facebook feed earlier and got a lot of really cool responses. We may try to um, try to go back to some of those here uh, towards the end tonight. But um, for now, I want to go ahead and ask Diana to make her way onto the Zoom. Um, again, she is somebody that I know through... Um, the mastermind group I'm a part of. Uh, she's an entrepreneur and of herself. Um, she has not been to Walt Disney World, to my knowledge, um, but does plan on going in uh, in November, I believe, for a conference for creatives and dreamers and entrepreneurs. Um, it's called The Thing. And it is basically a, a time where uh, a bunch of folks have a chance to um, a bunch of folks have a chance to kind of come together and, and to learn to lean on each other. Last year, we got to hear from Dan Cockerell, who is the uh, vice president of her magic kingdom for a little while um, I, through the series of connections there. I had a chance to talk with his father, Lee Cockerell uh, on the phone uh, one time, which was an amazing conversation. He used to be the vice president of operations for all of Walt Disney world. Um, there are a lot of other, other really cool people and different things, different sort of experiences that we get to have together uh, learning from each other. The uh, Imagineer whose name is McNair Wilson, who's in charge of kind of designing and, and sort of implementing the, the, majority of the creative process for uh, the Hollywood Tower Hotel, also known as the Tower of Terror. Uh, he was there, so it was a really cool experience. But anyway, uh, Diana's popping onto the Zoom, so I'm going to go ahead and um, get her in, and we will start our conversation together. So if you do have any questions along the way, uh, please, please, please let me know, and uh, we will uh, see if we can get to them along the way. If you have any questions for Diana as well, uh, we'll love to hear from that. So here we go. And Zoom, it's doing its thing. All right. So podcast listeners, if you're out there, um, thank you all for bearing with me tonight while we do this. Hi, Diana. How are you? Super. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Um, if you could tell folks just a little bit about yourself, um, just, you know, brief little snippet before we get into the content, that would be awesome. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah, my name is Diana Alts. I live in the Kansas City area, and I know John from our mastermind group. Um, I have never been to anything Disney at all. Um, I've only been to Orlando once in my life, never been to Walt Disney World, and I uh, kind of didn't get it. So I also don't have kids, and a lot of times the reason that people um, go to Disney is like family vacations and whatnot, and I kind of yeah. skip the kids part. So but I'm supposed to be going to Orlando for a conference in November. And I feel like you, if you're going to hang out with a bunch of Disney heads, including McNair, who we were right. talking about earlier, sure. Can't not go play at Disney some. So absolutely. You could be Guinea pig. Like you're basically my travel agent <laughs> little part and yeah. let people what it's like, and you can actually help me. And I'm telling yeah. you guys, I really don't know where I want to go. I'm going to let John ask me questions and make recommendations. And like, he's going to book something for me. 
I don't know what it's going to be. It might not be everything we talk about. All right. But this is real. So. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've, we've not had, I mean, we've, we've talked about Disney stuff, you know, of course, but we really haven't gotten into specifics as far as uh, Walt Disney world goes. And, you know, for, for those of you that are wondering if, if the parks, you know, are opening anytime soon, there have not been any formal announcements about Walt Disney world. There was an announcement today um, by kind of a, by at the shareholders, kind of, I think maybe an earnings meeting or conversation that happened uh, for Walt Disney Company where Shanghai Disneyland will be opening um, kind of in a phase process as of May the 11th. Um, And the, yeah, and the medical, uh, chief medical officer for for Disney uh, has come out with a statement as well, um, kind of about their process with that and also, you know, looking towards Walt Disney World and Disneyland in California. So if you're curious about that, for those of you that are on, uh, I posted that to my travel uh, business page earlier. Um, that There's a link to that in the description. You can click on that. Don't go there now, <laughs> but feel free to go there afterwards and look at that. Again, that's a primary source piece of information for you. It's not uh, something that I'm reporting from um, a second or third hand site. So Feel free to take a peek at that here in just a little bit. But uh, again, to with Diana, we're going to kind of just go through a sort of a normal uh, conversation that I have with people. It's not, you know, anytime I interact with a, with a client or potential client for that matter, it's going to be a little bit different based on their needs and their circumstances and whatnot. In our case, you know, Diana's going to be there for in this conference. She's going to have a lot of opportunity to uh, engage um, other people in new places and, you know, eat some good food and all that kind of stuff. So the first thing that I do is just like I did a second ago, you know, I want to know if I don't know somebody, I want to know about them. I'll ask kind of, kind of who they are and where they're from. Tell me something about themselves so I can kind of begin to get a picture of, uh, you know, what their travel needs are. So, but then the first thing, before we get into the Walt Disney World part of it, I do want to ask you one question um, that, that was on some questions. I think that, that you received earlier before this, what is your earliest Disney memory? Oh man, it's going to be watching some sort of movie. Mm-hmm. I think probably one of the earliest movies I watched was either like Cinderella or Fantasia something when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of bad sometimes about remembering my childhood, <laughs> remembering right. childhood. Then when I was a little bit older, um, I really liked certain Disney movies, not all of them, but probably my favorite was um aladdin mm-hmm. which i wasn't a little kid when aladdin came out right. i'm 45 right. but those are some of my favorite ones and my younger brother who's just a few years younger than me always liked lion king from the time mm-hmm. that came out and he was pretty young so it's mostly movies right so cool that's awesome i think uh, last week i shared kind of my disney story and that was for me too, like the, the, the cartoons, the movies and stuff like that earlier on. Um, and I think it's important to talk about the stuff and, and, and think about that as you're going into playing a trip, because that could, you know, potentially steer your mentality and sort of what you, what you expect. Um, and one of the things that we've run into sometimes is, you know, I hear, you know, are my kids too old? Are they too young? Is it the right time to go? I'm going by myself. I've worked with other folks that are going to be there by ourselves. So by themselves and, and so that's one thing to kind of, you know, consider, like not just, um, you know, your reason for going or the fact that you're going to a really awesome place, but who, who are you going with? Uh, what's what's kind of your mission? What's your why? I talk about that a lot on Travel Tips Tuesday. So, yeah, and um, 
that resonates a lot with me. So, cause my why is yeah. different. And honestly, part of the reason I had never gone to anything Disney is because I always thought about just the magic kingdom Yeah, and like, Oh, take a little kid. And I've always thought I have one trip to Disney in me because I grew up working at amusement parks. It wasn't Disney. It was six flags, but just the people and the loud and whatever, like that's not necessarily my jam. Right. And then people like Alicia in our mastermind group, she and her husband are total Disney travel people. I started learning more about what there is. Cause I'm like a fine restaurants, spas, like make sure I get to mm-hmm. relax on vacation. Kind sure. Of and um, I'm also like, I've become more interested in Disney in the last few years because my favorite Disney princess would be general Leia Organa. Mm-hmm. So sure. Um, I'm like a Marvel Star Wars person and that's now part of the whole. Yeah. So anyhow, that's my yeah. But yeah. I just want to, I don't want to go, I don't want to go to Orlando with, with and around a bunch of people that know Disney well and not do anything. That's just dumb. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, it's good to kind of spend some time. And, and I think based on our conversations, you might be going down there a little bit earlier uh, before the conference starts yeah, possibly. I'm planning but... to tack like two to three extra days on. So I'm going mm-hmm. to the VV, the VVIP thing. Right. Which has some animal kingdom in it, I believe, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Um, so there's some stuff that's already covered, but I want to do a little bit more. But I yeah. also don't want to run myself ragged too much because five days of a conference is a little like I don't want to be a puddle yeah. for when I get home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah, Diana brings up a great point. So there's a number of reasons why people, you know, could potentially be there. Um and this is one thing that we've talked about before is some people are, sometimes are just down there for conferences. I mean, there's a ton of hotels in the Orlando area, not just around the Walt Disney world resort, but I mean, just citywide and the little kind of suburbs around it. Um, you know, Disney has some hotel and conference areas. A lot of the other hotels sort of close to Disney have their own sort of conference and event space. Um, you know, SeaWorld, Universal, all those kinds of places will also have something similar set up. So there's a lot of stuff to do. And, you know, sometimes when you go down there, you have free time. You're like, well, you know, what what do I do? Where do I go? And um, to know, like, information from you, like, you know, you appreciate good food. Yeah. There's a lot of good food to eat at Disney. Um, some is better than others. And there's some restaurants that are out there that, uh, we, you know, we could definitely talk about that I think would be great experiences, uh, in the hotels and in the parks. So a lot of people think Disney, they think theme parks. Um, but there's also, you know, I think over 25 hotels and some amazing restaurants that have some incredible food. Yeah, it's been interesting. A lot of people are like, are you staying on property? I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know your lingo. But one thing I'll tell you is that I'm planning to be, I'm planning to stay at that embassy suites. That's the conference venue for most of it. But if there's a really good hotel experience that I should do for either before or after, I'm open to taking time on either way, whatever makes sense. Sure. I'm cool with going somewhere else for a couple days. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to not stay at the yeah. hotel during the conference. Right. So. Yes. And, and, and I think that's smart. So um, like the, the 
kind of theming that, that you can get at Disney, the sort of seamless experience that you have by staying in one of the um, hotels. I don't talk about staying off property a lot because I'm a big uh, on-property person. And, and when I say that, I'm mainly thinking about you know, families and folks that are, that are coming down there for, you know, trips. I'm not really thinking about the convention, um, kind of work people, you know, there are some other things that kind of go on that bring, you know, certain crowds of folks to property like travel agency retreats, um, and, uh, you know, even groups of cheerleaders and other types of performers and band things and all that kind of stuff. Um, but to spend a few moments, regardless if it's at a, a value moderate or deluxe hotel um, is, is a pretty solid experience. So, um, you know, at the deluxe hotels, you're going to have more um, of an opportunity to, you know, you know, find fine dining experiences if you want um, to relax, to find time. Maybe if you're not going with kids and you're wanting to go to kind of just unplug for a little bit, um, you know, maybe some of the deluxe hotels they have specific areas that are not adult only, but you're less likely to see loads and loads of kids running around, you know, causing a ruckus. If you want to just go about by it, find a quiet spot at the pool, it might be a little bit easier to do that. Um, there, the, you know, the bed, the bed linens, the, the mattresses, the pillows, all those things are going to be a little bit better quality. Um, the sizes of the rooms, you're going to have a little bit more space to stretch out. The furniture is a little bit higher quality as well in some of the deluxe hotels. And they're typically closer to the parks. Um, so you don't have as much of a transit time. Um, price differential? Like, I know it's hard to say, especially yeah. like, sure. exact dates and all that. But, like, I don't know these tiers of hotel, hotels. Yeah. I'm also not scared. I know that in the, the conference hotel we're staying at is pretty reasonably priced and I may even right. find someone to be a roommate for the conference. Sure. So I should have some budget, but right. I'm not made of money. So right. when you think about like value or deluxe, what kind of rates for a, just a room for one person? Yeah. So, um, that's a great question. So, um, it, it, that's going to depend on a few things. It's going to depend on the type of category of room. So at, at value resorts, um, you typically, it's typically pretty basic. So you'll, you would have um, your standard rate, which is usually going to be some of the rooms that are the furthest out. You might have a pool view room and pool view at a value resort could mean the main big pool. It could mean, you know, one of the smaller pools that's a little bit further away. So potentially a little bit quieter it could mean, um, and then there are some preferred view rooms. The preferred rooms are the ones that are typically closest to the main building uh, where the uh, quick service restaurant is and where uh, you know, the bus stops are and uh, those sorts of things. So basically less walking at the end of the day. Uh, that's what preferred means. You know, okay. so uh, it doesn't mean that the uh, anything inside the room is going to be terribly different. It's just a location thing. Okay. Um, so just like you have the deluxe hotels, you're going to pay more. You're also going to pay more for the more preferred room types. Right. Um, you can spend as much money as you want to, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> theoretically, you, theoretically could. I mean, you want me to figure out how to spend $10,000 in two days, Diana, I'm I'm sure I can figure that out. That's going well. To they, you know, if if you're if if anybody in this, you this, <laughs> if if, if anybody is uh is that's listening to this is familiar with the overwater bungalows that you've ever seen, like in the Caribbean, Disney has overwater bungalows. Uh, if you want one of those, so um, wow. and they also have uh treehouse villas. If you want to stay in a treehouse, kind of in the forest, those are kind of cool. Um, 
and a lot, basically there's, there's something for, for everybody um, mm-hmm. out there. So, you know, folks that are going solo or folks that are going with larger families, there's, there's a spot for you um, down there for sure. So, yeah, this is, uh, this is super, super helpful. So uh, just another question for you. Um, why or how, you know, is, is Disney significant for you in your life? So you've, you've shared that you haven't been to Walt Disney World itself, but could you maybe, I don't know, elaborate or is there any, anything that you could share how Disney has been significant to you in some sort of way? So um, I, I'm a, I'm not the Disney freak that a lot of people are. I, um, so if you would have asked me that a few years ago, it would be like, eh, you know, other than a few movies that I liked or whatever. And, and it's kind of Americana, like Americana is cool. Um, I would have said not a lot, but I have, I'm a good geek. And so the Marvel world and Star Wars world that Disney acquired over the last few years, that's my jam. So when I think about you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe had 21, 22 movies in it. And I have friends that we always went to all the movies together, if at all possible. It was our thing here in Kansas City. And I, like, I joke that Tony Stark is my spirit animal. And (laughs) there's a lot of memories with that set of people over that decade-long movie saga that I had. And so, and the same kind of thing, whenever Star Wars came out, they were basically my Star Wars crew, too. So <clears throat> that's stuff I like. The other thing, though, from a more professional perspective, I started getting more interested in Disney from the client experience standpoint, because I've worked for many years in um, product management for mostly at tech companies. But when you're working in that space, you learn a lot about user experience design for like applications or websites you also learn about client experience. Like how do we make it great to interact with us? And the more I learned about the fact that Disney elevates that to an absolute art form, even if I'm not super interested in characters or whatever, just seeing how is excellence done is really interesting to me. So that's kind of a thing. Like when I was a little kid, it's not Disney related, but I also liked to peek behind the curtain. I remember when I was a Girl Scout, we would do a trip every year. And it was like, I lived in this little small town, the fanciest place to eat was a Pizza Hut. But I remember mm-hmm. being in elementary school and like our Girl Scout troop going to the Pizza Hut to get the tour and go to the, you know, oh, this is the deep freezer and this is how the pizza oven works and all that. And I'm a nerd for figuring out like, what is how is all this put together to make this really cool experience for people so that kind of fascinates me around disney i'm more interested almost in listening to like former leaders like the cockerels talk about what they did working at disney and than almost anything else i think that's cool so yeah awesome um thank you thank you for sharing that so um Sorry, my, my windows on my computer here just kind of went all wonky. It's all good. Um, I'm like, yeah, well, so, yeah, well uh, you know, things happen. All right, here we go. So um, I want to kind of shift the conversation for a second. So basically the conversation we've had so far is uh, me learning a little bit about your, your travel goals, why you're going there, sort of about yourself. And that has helped uh, frame um, some of the basics for me that allows me to help set um, – 
sort of sort of set uh, your expectations because I want to give people real ex- realistic expectations. I'm not gonna, you know, try to give them um, say I can give them the world, so to speak, when when you know I have limitations on what I can do, um, but. I want to make sure that you're well taken care of. You know, when I book dining reservations, if you want, we would just want to take that part of it for people. Um, I'll book them as far out in advance as possible. Uh, you can book those up to 180 days uh, in advance at Walt Disney World. Um, and they are recommended if there's some places that you really want to go. Um, if a place is booked up, when you go to log on to do that, um, there's some tools that I have at my disposal that I use to kind of grab some reservations as they come available. Um, I've been able to secure uh, reservations at popular dining spots like Chef Mickey's for Families or Ohana or uh, Be Our Guest that a lot of people you know like to go and dine with uh, Belle in, in the Beast and Beast Castle. And there's some other, uh, you know, harder to get spots as well. Um, and I want to make sure people are taken care of. So um, that's, that's a conversation we'll have on, offline later, trying to figure out some spots that, um, you know, maybe that might be good for you and a good, good place to fit. But to, to shift the conversation, um, I want to ask kind of just a basic question. And as we continue to have guests on Travel Tip Tuesday, I want to uh, kind of wrap up with uh, this idea of uh, just kind of basic travel advice, some basic travel tips, if you will, because this is Travel Tips Tuesday. Um, we do occasionally hit on some non-Disney stuff. Um, you know, occasionally we talk about cruising or all-inclusives or international travel. But what is one piece of travel advice that you think everyone should take? Grown-ups should have a passport. Okay. Period. End of story. Um, I gr- I'm in the middle of the country. And a lot mm-hmm. of people around that I grew up with and whatever value domestic travel right. are not huge international travelers. And so for, you know, since the dawn of time, pretty much closed loop, cl- closed looped cruises, let you cruise on a photo ID and birth certificate. Right. And I'm a firm believer that that is not good enough for a couple of reasons. Number one, I would never want anyone to feel like they couldn't take an opportunity to travel abroad if it presented itself, even if they don't think that they would want to. Mm-hmm. Right now, I actually need to renew my passport. It expires in about two and a half months. And there's a long, like the State Department is a mess right now. They're not even processing expedited passport renewals, all of that kind of stuff. And it actually kind of makes me nervous that I'm going to have to send my passport off and I might not get it back for several months but on a more practical perspective even if you don't need a pass think you need a passport because you're going on closed loop cruise if something happens while you are on the cruise and you do not have a passport it can be a problem i had cousins that traveled some years several years back um two first it's like my first cousins once removed but they were first cousins to each other traveled with their spouse took a cruise and my cousin Brittany had a stroke in the middle of the Caribbean on this cruise. And um, her husband did not have a passport. Um, One of the other people in the party had an expired passport. So there was just this mix of like only, I think only one person out of the four of them had a valid passport and they had to get the governor of Texas involved. They had to get embassies involved and all of this kind of stuff. Mm, wow. So that because Brittany was taken by Coast Guard to Miami, mm. and other people in the family had to disembark in Jamaica, and it was an yeah. act of Congress just to figure out how can I get on a plane in Jamaica right. and go to Florida, and that's not like for a hundred and thirty-five dollars that it costs to get a passport. 
that's good for 10 years. You don't want to risk that. There were tons of expenses and it added stress to an like the worst stressful situation you can ever think of. So grownups should have passports. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. So this is, I mean, that that's a um, pretty serious um, situation. It's real life. It's, you know, I, sometimes when I'm talking to people, people ask me, do I need a passport for this cruise or that cruise? Um, e- even uh, now, some uh, island nations, so some host ports where cruise ships will stop, um, require passports. So more of them are starting to add that um, yeah. For, for, for different reasons, you know, issues, you know, like this and whatnot. Um, but I mean, you're absolutely right. If you have to leave or fly home in the case of medical emergency, you have to have a passport. And I, this is pure coincidence. I happen to have mine right here. If you can, yep, there we go. Okay. Can't see it because of, of the virtual background, but um, I have mine because um, my license expired. Um just before this whole pandemic thing started and we also oh, okay. moved and if you've ever had to like re- renew your license go on to the you know dmv is one thing but um doing it in the midst of a pandemic uh through the mail can be really complicated and um, this is just one thing like i've been i was able to use it instead of you know digging up my birth certificate that's in a safe deposit box somewhere mm-hmm. um, i have this at home in a locked kind of fire safe box yeah, photocopy the photo page and send that off with a few different forms of ID. Um, and, you know, I'm in the state of Alabama. And this is one thing, how they're kind of processing license renewals and changes of address and stuff. So um, applying for uh, the real ID or star ID mm-hmm. that's going to be required. The original deadline date uh, was coming up in a few months. That's actually been extended a year because of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, for, for So people, you know, basically for those of you listening that don't know what that is, um, for domestic air airline travel, you're going to have to have a verified uh, ID. It's, it, the regular state license will no longer be acceptable um, as of, I think it's an October 2021 date now. It used to be, mm-hmm. it was uh, to be this year. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you can use your passport. Yeah. You can use your passport if you wanted to, but, um, you know, it's a lot easier again, if you just have this, I mean, if you're applying for a job, if you ever have to show proof of citizenship, it's just, it's just one of those things. It's good for, <laughs> excuse me. It's good for 10 years. Um, and that's, you know, just do it once. Also about, sorry to interrupt John. I was going to say, oh, go ahead. um, it's actually a hundred times easier when you take a new job to have a passport then you have to 100%. fill up an i9 form yep. it's like it's either like birth certificate social security card pint of blood like um whatever like there's two or at least two or three things you have to have and everything that you need for the i9 form can be covered by your passport absolutely and i don't know it could be i don't know if there's a if it's warranted or not but like my social security card makes me nervous. Like, I don't like taking that out. I feel mm-hmm. much, it's a little piece of paper that you feel like is going to disintegrate if you look at it. Yep. Funny. So I like passport. But yeah, that's my top thing. Get a passport. Cool. That's awesome. Well, that's that's a great piece of advice. Um, and I do hope that other more people will take that seriously. For those of you that have listened um, this far in tonight, um, you can call that your bonus travel tip if you want. Um but Diana, I do appreciate you coming on tonight, taking some Thanks. time out of your evening to do this. Um, I know a lot of people are just kind of chilling at this point or getting work done or whatever the case is. And 
Um, I really appreciate uh, you and the, and, the, and the impact you've had on our mastermind group has been great um, oh, and look forward to uh, get to know you in the future. So, all right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap it up now. Um, thank you everyone for uh, tuning into Travel Tips Tuesday tonight. Um, we've got a lot of great comments tonight from our question of the day. What is the most important aspect of a Disney vacation? Uh, a, a lot of people, you know, talking about the monorail, my background that I, that I shared, we talked about earlier. Um, and some other folks, and my friend Hope Mackey, who's been on here before, uh, not live, uh, but has commented several times, um, said the most important aspect is the memory. So whatever you have to do to preserve those, take a picture, buy a souvenir, eat your favorite snack, whatever it takes to preserve the joy and magic, do it. So, so many people talk about, you know, taking the pictures. So many people talk about, you know, journaling, if that's your thing, if it's buying a, if it's buying, you know, something like this that I've got, this is a Jim Shore style, uh, sorcerer Mickey, uh, that I've got right here. Um, whatever it is, be intentional about it, do it because that'll be one of those things that you can look back on. If you're taking young kids that may not be old enough to remember those memories, you do something that allows you to remember, you know, remember those memories. It's if it's a video, if it's a gift, if it's, you know, something, um, I shared last week that my, my favorite or recently rather my, my favorite picture of uh, my oldest daughter is one that was taken inside her stroller outside of the animal kingdom while I was doing the 2013 Walt Disney world marathon. Um, so great piece of advice. So lots of uh, cool stories and recommendations for Diane in the comments tonight. So thank you all uh, for tuning in for Travel Tips Tuesday. Uh, we will be having some more guests in soon. We're working on that. I've got a pretty awesome list we're putting together. Uh, and what a great way to start off with Diana. Again, thank you to her uh, for the time um, you spent tonight. So as always, uh, my name is John Rogers. I'm an independent travel consultant with Travelmation LLC based out of Florida. Um, we specialize in Disney vacations, but do a lot more than that. Cruising, all-inclusives, land tours. I'm even talking about talking with somebody about a trip to Antarctica right now. So there's really nothing we can't do, no place we can't touch. And we would love to help you with that. And our travel services are uh, free to you. I don't add any extra fees on top of that to make sure you get the best deal uh, and the best services. If you have any questions about that, please let me know. Uh, but this has been Travel Tips Tuesday. We look forward to seeing you again real soon. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.